You've created your business and now it's time to protect it. Whether it's your podcast, speaking engagements that you do virtually or live on in-person stages or the community that you've built, you want to make sure that what you've created is taken care of and well protected. This is where AWB contract templates come in. They're customizable, quick and easy to complete and cost a fraction of working with a lawyer one-on-one. They have tons of options available so you can choose the ideal one for your business needs. It's an instant download. You get a Word doc template, you fill in the blanks and in about 20 minutes, you're all done. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash contracts today to pick out your new business contracts. And when you check out, be sure to use the code play for 20% off your contract purchase. That's P-L-A-Y in all caps for 20% off. Protect your business with AWB contract templates. Hello, hello, and welcome back to Pause on the Play. As always, it is amazing to see you here where you are challenged to examine your beliefs, question your predisposed notions, and consider realities you may be unfamiliar with in order to understand that they too are real. I am your host and conversation MC for the day, Erica Corday, along with my co-host, India Jackson, here to get the dialogue going. So it is now 2020. How about that? Whole new year, whole new decade, everything. And we are starting it off by talking about the thing that we're doing that's new. Our Ideal Client Magnet Workshop, which is coming up on Thursday, January 16th, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And we've talked about it before. However, I want to go back a little bit and tell you about why we felt like this needed to happen. Because standard Ideal Client exercises they're not truly inclusive. They're actually very um, exclusionary because they're built to basically push out all of these things to leave this very small pool of who this imaginary person is that you Frankenstein together that maybe doesn't even really exist. And that's who you're supposed to talk to. And while it can sound like a good idea because you're taking the people out that aren't your client, well, what happens when you're only talking about the surface stuff, you know, how old they are, where they work, what type of magazines they read, where, where do they shop, but you haven't talked about what causes do they donate to, what matters to them, what are the ethics that stand out and tie them together outside of the color of their skin, their gender or sex. None of these things are inclusionary of these beliefs, ethics, and values that can tie all of these things together. So India and I are going to have a conversation around it. And I, yeah, I, we needed you to hear it as always. So, you know, I like bringing it to you. So take a listen. Tell me what you think. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. And I have India with me today. And I wanted to talk about some things from a marketing standpoint that intersect with the ethical inclusion piece for me. You up for that, Indy? I'm definitely up for that. All right. Sounds good. So, um, and we've talked about our upcoming workshop on Thursday, January 16th, 12 to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Ideal Client Workshop, the Ideal Client Magnet Workshop. You need the magnet part because we're trying to magnetize and repel. It's important. And I think 
when you begin to really kind of break down how your ideal client is something that evolves with your brand, I wanted to give people a very tangible way of how doing the workshop doesn't, it's not something that's just like, oh, this helps in one area. This is something that helps in a large list of ways. So I'm going to start by actually asking you to kind of talk about how it supports your marketing efforts. And then I actually want to go into taking the audience on a little bit of a journey of how this helped India Jackson artistry evolve into flaunt your fire marketing. Yeah, I think that'd be a really cool conversation because um, we met each other, I want to say it was 2008 or 2009. And so it's mm-hmm. been a long journey of seeing just constant evolution. And so if there's anything I'll say first, I'll say that like your marketing, your branding, and your ideal client, they're constantly growing, changing, and evolving as you grow, as your business grows and changes and evolves. And at the times too, because times can change stuff as well. Um, And I think it's important to note that because people can think I've done this before and I don't need to do it again, but it's not true. Um, I think that growth and evolution just, I feel like our audience, you know, they're already on board for growth and evolution to begin with. But as you grow and evolve, all of these other pieces need to evolve too, or you will attract things that are from where you were in the past or from who you worked with in the past instead of where you're going in the future and where you currently are right now. Um, So I, I think you started with how this ties into marketing Correct. Mm-hmm. Because I think that, again, anytime that you do workshops or events or um, even just one of those freebies you download online and fill out, I think that it is important to really be clear on why you're doing this, why you're investing your time and energy into it and what you hope for it to do. So with our workshop, I don't want it to be any different for everyone else. I want to be able to give them clear reasons why doing this supports so many other areas and everything else um, that you're putting effort into with your brand, your organization, your business, your community, whatever it is that you're actually doing this for. So what are some of the things that are supported or made easier after you have identified your ideal client and that audience? I mean, I want to say everything, but Uh (laughs) I mean, and that's a a true statement because it really is. And I think, but it's funny because I never realized how big of a thing it was until I did it. And then once I began to really see the difference in having it versus not, then you can be like, oh, so if I go hire somebody, this makes this easier. Well, if I go do this for myself, it's a lot easier for me to know what I'm doing, why I'm doing it. And I know where I'm going. So just being able to give, let's say three things from your marketing standpoint that this really does support and how not having it makes it a flipping nightmare. (laughs) So it definitely supports um, knowing where your people are. And when you know that, you can strategically pick and choose where you show up, 
um, and also how and where you invest your time. This is huge because in today's day, you know, we're not just showing up in free spaces. We're also investing in ads. We're investing in booths at events. We're investing in travel and hotel and tickets to conventions. And we want to make sure that we're investing in the right places um, to know that your ideal client and who they are is that they are very feminine and soft and uh, spiritual centric. Um, would make no sense to like invest into a very manly macho <laughs> convention because when they go and see all of your marketing, they're not going to resonate with you. Um, but it definitely shows up in like, where are you going? Why are you going there? Um, both physically in person as well as online. And I think it goes into what are we saying? Like, yes, you have the thing that you sell, but you can sell it and speak to and market it from a number of different ways in your messaging, as well as your imagery. And so that's really what deciphers you from somebody else who sells the same, essentially the same thing is how you're selling it. And when you know who your people are, you know how to present in a way that feels good for them. So it is continuing to attract the people that you can help the most and serve the best. But it will also, in its own way, show people who may not have similar values, you know, that their disrespect for those values won't be welcome here. That's important too. I think you said something really important there because without that, I mean, that's a huge hole not having that. That's a huge missing chunk that I feel like if someone came to you for support, like without clarity on that, that just doesn't work. No, it doesn't. And I think that it's very easy for people to hear messaging and imagery and their mind immediately go to Instagram, Facebook, LinkedIn, but it's so much more than that. It's what you talk about on podcast episodes. If you're doing podcast um, on your own or as a guest, if you're doing public speaking, it's what you talk about there as well. Your messaging is so much more than just what you're doing online. It's the conversation you have in a checkout line, you know, because even when we're not selling a thing, we're selling our ideas. And when I think about the next thing that is huge, it goes back into what you just said. And it goes into play in how you hire other professionals to help you. So when you have this figured out, you have saved time. And if you're billing per hour, so say you're in like, you're working with a consulting company and they charge you for one hour calls, you have saved time on that one hour call, breaking down who this is for, because you can hand them over a document where they already know that, you know, and you're not having to figure that out on the call with them. If you are hiring a photographer for your branding shoot, they need to know the values of your ideal client so they can make sure that the way that they're photographing your team, you if you're a solopreneur, um, your product on other people or in use with other people, um, or your service and action in a way that still holds true to those values and what is going to speak to that ideal customer. Because when they don't have that, unfortunately, we get pictures that don't feel like us. They don't feel like the heart of our brand. 
Um, we get content writers that are writing content that doesn't sound like our brand. And all of those things, while it might not necessarily um, have like an immediate impact on the business, long term, it will start to attract something that is misaligned. So one of the interesting things that really stands out to me about everything that you said is without having that base, that understanding of that shared ideology between yourself and you know, that ideal client from a psychographic type of place, you, you can do all of these things and invest a lot of time, energy, and money in having to do it again and again and again, or just not being happy, and then you can't explain why. That's a big one, too, is being able to better explain why you're doing what you're doing. Because, I mean, let's be real. If you're listening to this podcast, you probably see yourself as a business owner, a solopreneur, an entrepreneur, or a personal brand. Very few of our listeners are not one of the above. Um, and by personal brand, I'm also going to lump in their influencers who make their money by having affiliate partnerships. And if you are in that position, like, it's so, so important to know who it is that you want to attract and be able to clearly articulate that because nine times out of 10, you're not taking your own photos <laughs> with the timer on your camera. You're not designing your own logo. You're probably not doing your own website unless you happen to be one of our listeners that does these things as part of their business. You know, we're not doing every single piece of our company. And while you may know in your heart who your people are, being able to really identify that in a way that can be easily and quickly understood by somebody else makes the people that you're hiring to help you be able to give you exactly what you need much quicker, much easier with less confusion because we're talking about like outsourcing things and where I find that people can make investments and then have to reinvest or end up unhappy with that is when they don't have the clarity before they spend the money. They're just throwing money on the problem. Well, and let's also go back on what you said in that if you're the service provider, this may not necessarily be something that you find that maybe is something that you need, but you may find that it makes your life easier with your clients to have them mm -hmm. do it. Because in some cases, when you are the owner, the CEO of that business, you could be this person that when people come to you for services and they're not clear on things, it's like, okay, I want to work with you. I want to support you. However, there's some steps that you need to take first and having them do a workshop like this or ours, of course, I'm going to say ours. Of course, I'm going to say that. <laughs> um, you know, it's going to make them working with you work better because- I'll be the first to say like- in my business of being a service provider, where my team and I go into people's businesses and create their photos, create graphics for them, um, do some of their content and help them strategize how they're going to use in-person and online networking to get their business to the next level. In the past, like I didn't have this tool. This is something that Erica and I created together. And prior to that, the ideal client profile that I knew was age, 
sex, location, income, those kinds of things. And it wasn't effective. It didn't tell me anything about who the person is that we're trying to attract inside, in their core of who they are and how they show up in the world versus the things that they have no control over because you can't change your age. You, you can't change you know, these things. But when I didn't have this piece, <laughs> it was when we had more occurrence of clients that um, we had to spend a lot of extra time with because they just didn't know exactly what they needed. And so here we are trying to help them figure it out because never did we want to be this agency that's just like, well, here's what we think you need and we're just going to put you in this box of your industry. But I can tell you firsthand, it took a lot more of our time and a lot more of their time to get anywhere near the same result as the results we've been getting when they actually do do this ideal client magnet workshop and go through the type of person and the values of the person that they want to work with. And this is exactly why when we work with clients through pause on the play, um, this is why we find it so helpful to have clients do this initially because it's really tough for us to support them through any of the other evolutions that they're going through in their brand without them being clear on this or at least being able to say, I know the things I know. These are the other things I'm unsure of. And I just need to dig a little deeper to figure it out. But without any of these pieces, it kind of doesn't work. And it makes it a lot more of an uphill journey and it creates these pockets of kind of fogginess where the clarity is not there because there's just this, I don't know why this doesn't work and I don't know how to fix it. Because again, the clarity is not there. You don't have that intention of, you know, the why behind it. And so I think it makes a big difference. And that actually leads me into where I want to know, you know, cause I've talked a lot about silver immersion and what it looked like when I rebranded and how for me really being clear and it's funny because now as I talk about it, duh, um, this is where um, it, it becomes really clear to me how my brand shifted when I got clear on who I was speaking to on that core level. I knew what mattered to them. I knew the values. I knew the types of feelings and emotions and things that needed to be there. And so I think that unknowingly that was definitely setting kind of this, you know, sowing the seeds for what would now become the ideal client magnet um, just concept as a whole, because that who are they uh, age and race and where do they work and what do they watch that? I hated that shit. I couldn't stay in every time I did it and I don't think that it worked. And so as my, you know, brand evolved, I completely threw that out and started again. And having watched you go from, India Jackson artistry going from India Jackson to India Jackson artistry yeah. <laughs> to font your fire marketing, you know, there was a shift there in the clients. And now that we're able to kind of have that hindsight, I would, you know, love to kind of hear that journey of what it looked like for you, you know, kind of being able to now see who was that client when you started, who did it become and what were still some of the things that stayed constant along the way? 
Yeah. I mean, I, when I think back, when I started, um, <laughs> I literally was in transition and kind of just thrown into this world of photography at the time um, from modeling. And so I knew what it felt like to be on the other side of the camera, what it felt like to not be in control of what your brand was because you were literally like a paid coat hanger. So you wore what the client that paid you said you needed to wear. And if it was beauty work, like your hair and your skin was their blank canvas. They did whatever they want with it. Sometimes actually pulling your hair out, but that's a whole nother story. Um, for another day. That that was the whole start of India's journey with not allowing other people in her head but me. And that's my salon side. And we can talk about that another day. But yes. Yeah, I think I have some some hair trauma. But but that's the industry that I came from. And so I've been doing that for a few years. And I knew when I started the business um, that I wanted to do something different because I had seen models, you know, and at the time we were teenagers. I I think I was like 17 when I started, Um, but I was seeing like 17 to like 21 year olds um, and sometimes even younger, like getting sexually harassed by male photographers. They were not in a safe space. And then not only were they not in a safe space, they were in a space where they had really no decision-making over their image, their public image and how they were perceived in the world. And nine times out of 10, they were being made to look older and more sexual and things like this than they actually like are in reality. Um, And I just kind of, when something happened to somebody close to me, I just kind of had enough. And I said, I'm going to create a space where you can decide what you want your brand to be. We will talk about it and we will create images that will work for the type of jobs that you want to get. And then, I mean, I guess I just didn't even realize it at the time in my mind, it was just photography, but I was literally helping people rebrand their public image and many times connecting them to people who could get them those jobs. Um, But it definitely started wanting to help other women. Um, And at that time, in my mind, young, very young women to teenage girls. Um, And knowing that I really believed in they should have control over their public image instead of somebody else, that they should have a safe space um, and they should be able to be themselves too and not be made into something that they really aren't. I mean, to a degree, modeling and acting is taking on a role, but I don't think ever anyone ever asked us how we felt about that role or whether or not it felt aligned for us. Um, you know what's funny? I hear that you're still doing this because you're encouraging people to flaunt <laughs> their fire and to still stand in their own their own son, as I'll say a lot of times. Like you don't have to be somebody else. You can be fully you and stand in, you know, what the uh, your beliefs, your ethics. I think that may have been part of where it shifted, but I think that's been a constant. It has. And so it's interesting. I know that there's some overlap with you with Silver Immersion, but you find that these beginning pieces that um, honestly were just heart-centric. I didn't think, oh, I'm starting this business to empower women. Like, no, I just wanted to get them out of the bullshit they were dealing with, honestly. But, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, it starts out that way and then it evolves into something 
so much bigger. And I think it's important to note that like knowing who your ideal client is can change and it's going to evolve your business no matter what, where it is at one point, where it is in the future, where it is in the middle, it's constantly changing your business, your messaging, every last piece, because, you know, this grew from me photographing models to literally like doing fashion shoots and um, picking up a major corporation and training their team on how to sell from relationship and how to make clients feel comfortable, but also how to tell the story of the business so that it lingers in the hearts of the listeners, you know, and um, how to bring the company values. Uh, I guess it's safe to say it here, but like with Christian Dior, it's um, he himself had said he created to make women um, more beautiful, but happier too. You know, and so knowing that being a part of that brand story, that brand value, how does this now show up in training the team to introduce people to the house of Dior, to introduce them to the product line offering, but also to make sure that they actually leave feeling happier, not just prettier. And I know that like, I didn't really realize it until this conversation today, but it overlaps a lot with how you see silver immersion. And it evolved into saying, how can I take what I learn working with larger corporations, sometimes in retail, um, sometimes in person, sometimes at outside events, sometimes just one-on-one with a luxury multi-million dollar client, making sure that they feel happy to being able to take that information, that years of knowledge Um, Because again, all of this started back in like 2008 and bring that back down to my value of wanting to be able to see this show up into the small local business, into the person who's just getting started. Um, And I've realized that, (laughs) yes, the brand like completely evolved, but oh, wow, we need a new name because we're not just here for women anymore. Like we have a lot of male clientele. Um, we're here for people who stand against bullying, harassment, sexism, stereotypes, racism. We're here for people who stand for, oh, go ahead. (laughs) No, when you said it, I'm like, these are the things that I don't think people always consider as important. But sometimes when you truly are figuring out like what your beliefs, ethics, and values are, sometimes they simply do just start at simply saying, yeah, we don't believe in that shit. Or this is your God-given birthright. God, Buddha, Allah, please fill in. Mother, <laughs> Mother universe, nature. Fill in, right, fill in, <laughs> fill in whatever needs to go there um, in that spot. But I think that sometimes people can think that it needs to be much more grandiose and sometimes it really is that simple silver immersion was literally me saying that marriage equality was something that i i it was so important to me and if somebody didn't value it or they didn't agree with the fact that we did it i'm like kick rocks go and it was like interracial marriage you don't agree with it kick rocks and so what became a part of that base 
that has continued and has actually continued into, you know, what's now like the diversity, equity, and inclusion side of Erica Corday was simply me saying, these are things that I don't believe in and I'm not willing to contribute to supporting this foolishness, not over here. And it really was kind of just that simple. Yeah, I mean, I completely agree. I think it is so important to know, like, what are you not here for? What are you unavailable for? What do you stand against? And many times, like, we might not have completely figured out, like, what is our company values or what is our ideal client, like, for just yet. But sometimes it's easier to figure out what you're for by figuring out what you're against. And so I think both of us very quickly and easily figured out what we were not available for. And then that made it easier to go back and say, okay, well, we're not for bullying. We're not for harassment. We're not for sexism. We're not for sexual harassment. Um, we're not for stereotypes. So that means that we are for empowerment. And I won't lie, when we started the business back in 2008, it was very much like women's empowerment specifically. And I said, you know what? I don't want to attach a stereotype to empowerment. Everybody deserves to be empowered. And I think that one small shift is saying women's empowerment to empowerment, period, from saying safe spaces to women to being safe spaces, period, completely just changed everything. And we're like, the brand name has to change, you know, and, and the audience changed. <laughs> right. But that's important because what you began to see is that you had men that would show up that's had that, again, using that word ideology, they shared that ideology of a safe space period. Because even if they were men, they still knew what a non-safe space looked like. Even yeah. if it was just from a place of like, I can't show up as me because of my past. So, and at least to me, and this is my point of view. So do what you will with it. If you agree or you don't like if people, if you don't already know, I'm gonna say what I say. Um, to me, part of a safe space isn't just about what I feel like a lot of the energy around it right now is, is when it comes to male and female and whether or not a woman can be free of what can come from a patriarchal mindset. And that can be given by a woman as well, but it's it usually in somehow or another involves a man or a male. Um, but safe space is somebody that you can show up as your whole self. And that is your, you know, straight or gay, trans, non-binary. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm a, an ex-convict. I, you know, have a mental illness, like fill in the blank of whatever that thing is. To me, that safe space is a safe space completely. And yes. you got people that supported safe space as a, as an ideology. And that, to me, that's a huge thing. And I think it's important to know, like when you start building your ideal client profile off of their ethics, off of their values, um, and things that go deeper than just a demographic and you get crystal clear on what that is for your brand. And then also it's important to know like where you and your brand might not be the same as an individual. Like that's important mm -hmm. too. Um, you'll find that this ethical way of seeing things actually just naturally becomes inclusive and I didn't realize until I started working with you, Erica, and you went into coaching, but specifically diversity, equity, inclusion, that 
I had my own work to do. And I'm saying this as a black female, like born and raised in America, that I still had to work on my own diversity because in my mind, being a black person and being a female was diversity. And therein lied the blind spot of me saying women's empowerment instead of empowerment wasn't including the men who, to be honest, I had male clients from the beginning. And so I I realized Mm -hmm. that my messaging and my language over the years began to evolve to reflect that they are here and they're welcome here too because these are men who actually care about women having equal rights. And therefore, they should be celebrated. They should be treated as equals as well. Um, Safe spaces for women, again, realizing that it's safe spaces, period, because there are men who I discovered, unfortunately, in, in this industry of models and business owners and just so many, like, Um, plays on power of like who's more in control, abusive power, honestly, where the men were being sexually harassed too. The male models Mm -hmm. were getting just as much crap as the women being blackmailed out of jobs if they didn't do something to keep it. Like they needed a safe space too. And I say all these things because I know that our listeners may not necessarily work with a lot of male clients. They may not be a marketing agency, But I think it's important to note, like when we say man, when we say woman, when we say 35 to 45 years old, we're now leaving people behind who might actually care about the same things that you care about, who might be amazing to work with, who you might like take on and onboard to your business or your product. And they're the best person ever, but you just made them feel like this. They weren't welcome here. And I think it's important to set up systems to where that's no longer happening. We're no longer putting people in boxes. We're no longer putting ourselves in boxes. And we're also not like stereotyping and excluding people. No profiling. No profiling. This is exactly why we came up with this entire concept of the ideal client magnet and why this being a workshop is so necessary and just again it goes into so many different areas of what you do in your business in your brand in your organizations in your groups and being able to really get clear on this now because it may have been different a year ago it may have been different six months ago so being able to do this now and have it as a benchmark and something that you can revisit later, it's so important and it's so necessary. I agree completely. I think that um, it's definitely one of those things that I like to say quarterly or biannually, you want to re-audit this. And I'll also say in addition to that, if you're at a place where you know you've changed something about your brand, you're changing the name, you're changing where you're physically located if you're a brick and mortar, any time of change, if you're bringing out a new offering, if you went from being service-based to now having a product, if you started a community as part of your business, online or offline, it doesn't matter. This is a time to redo this because things shift and you want to make sure it's aligned. Number one, it feels better for you because I can be honest, the moment we started talking about empowerment, 
all of the guys that were kind of, you know, the creepy guy that you got to worry about being alone with while you're taking the picture of <laughs> started to go by the wayside. Yeah, that dude. <laughs> yeah, that dude had to go. I, we had a couple of those in the early years. But started to get these men that were like, yeah, I mean, I love what you're doing because like I came from a woman and they should, they should get paid the same as we do. And I'm like, oh, well, I didn't even start this conversation with you, but thank you for being a part of the movement. <laughs> you got it. We want to make sure that you love coming to work every day. And we also want to make sure that your clients can feel the passion that you had from the day that you started your business 10 years down the road. So all these reasons and more are exactly why on Thursday, January 16th, 2020, you should join India and I for our Pause on the Play Ideal Client Magnet Workshop. It is going to be 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. And as you've heard, it's going to get you crystal clear and super intentional on all of the psychographics that tie together and really identify who it is that you're speaking to, who you want to serve, why you want to serve them, and make it simpler for them to find you and you to find them. And we only have a few seats left. It is filling up, which we are super happy about. Um, so you can come <laughs> on over to pauseontheplay.com. Yes, we have a website and Instagram now, and it's all Pause on the Play. So it's real easy to find us. Yes. But if you come over to pauseontheplay.com, you'll see a button on the upper right-hand side that says events. Uh, if you're on a mobile device, just go ahead and click the menu. You'll see events, and you will see it pop up. You'll see our lovely smiling faces. And you can go ahead and grab your seat, join us, and go ahead and start off 2020 with clarity and intention. Have you ever had to do one of those ideal client profiles or exercises or ideal client fill in the blank, whatever they called it, types of things where you have to go through and say, how old is your ideal client? Where do they work? What types of magazines do they read? How old are they? What do they look like? Are they male? Are they female? Ugh, I can't, st every single time I've had to do these things, I can't stand them. They would just cause so much resistance for me. I would feel like I do not want to do this. Like my chest would feel tight. Like I was fully like dead set against doing it no matter when it was. I just never wanted to do them. And reluctantly I would do it because I felt like, well, if I don't do it, how do I know who my client is? How do I know what to do with these Facebook ads? And so I did it, but it never quite felt right. Now I know why. Most ideal client exercises reduce your client to being a man or a woman. It reduces them being in a pretty narrow age range. It reduces them to being these very surface societal indicators that have absolutely nothing to do with who they are as a person, who they are at their core and what really matters to them. We are fully throwing that fuckery out and starting all over again. India and I will be guiding you through our ideal client magnet workshop on Thursday, January 16th from 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. This is an opportunity for you to go through the very first step that we take our clients through with our two to one pause on the play 
clients because it's tough to know what to do if you don't know who you're doing it for. But we feel like it's so much more important to get into the psychographics of who a person is, what makes them who they are at their core. These are the things that we will help you to work through. Our combined experience and viewpoints are going to give you tangible actions that you can immediately use not only to attract, but to have conversations with the people that you want to work with and that are looking for you. It's time for you to be able to magnetize your attraction to and with the people that you are really looking to work with. There'll be time for a live Q&A so you'll get a chance to actually get some individualized support too. So come on over, visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash events forward slash ICW or come on over to pauseontheplay.com, hit events, you'll see it right at the top. That way you can grab your seat, be in the room, get your support. We show up here having real conversations to normalize the challenging things and make them a part of your normal exchanges. Cross lines and recreate boundaries to support, not separate. This is how we remove stigma and create real change and connection. If you enjoyed this podcast, show us some love by subscribing, sharing with a friend, or leaving us a review. Reviews are the fuel to keep the podcast engine going. Let's get more people dropping the veil and challenging their thoughts, feelings, and actions. We love being here and creating the bridge for you to walk over to become the change that you want to see. So join us next time. And until then, keep the dialogue going. Bye. Ready to get clear on what matters? Let's do this. From implicit to explicit is a framework that helps you to get clear on what matters and how it informs the way you live and lead in your workplace. Whether it's focusing on the team building and connection that can happen when you talk about what matters to you as a person or how it informs the outcomes that you seek in your business, it can all completely change the game. Having clarity on what your values are and how this shapes the way your work creates the foundation for every action that you take, and then sharing this information across your team explicitly. This is what creates confidence and integrity in what it is that you are creating and sharing with the world. Visit pauseontheplay.com forward slash explicit to learn more about this collaborative and interactive workshop and sign up today. Ready to lead through your values?